Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. The ocean is a good source of mysteries, scary stories, exciting adventures, tragedies. This week I want to look at a couple of stories about ships that came into tough circumstances. In the cold night, right before New Year's, the light of a ghost ship can be seen outside the shores of Rhode Island, and it's known as the Palatine Light. The terrible fate of the wrecked ship still haunts the sea, which half in sport in malice half, she shows at times with shudder or laugh. Phantom and shadow and photograph, for still on many a moonless night, from Kingston Head and from Montauk Light, the specter kindles and burns in sight. Now low and dim, now clear and higher, then slowly sinking, the flames expire. That's from the poem The Palatine by John Greenleaf Whittier. The Palatine Light is something that is reported outside of Block Island, off Rhode Island, in the U.S. It is said that on the Saturday between Christmas and New Year's Eve, you can see the lights from the ship burning as it sails past you as a ghostly apparition. The tradition of the folklore tells of a British ship carrying German immigrants they were on their way to Philadelphia in the 1700s. Germany at this time was much like every other country went through. It was ravaged by famine, war, religious persecution, and many made their way towards a better future in America. Those who made it to America were known as poor Palatines. There were many variants to exactly which year this was supposed to happen, as there are many variations and different historical explanations of the story. The ship, known as the Palatine, came to meet its fate outside of Block Island where it was wrecked. The ship had for a long time been way off course and the passengers of the ship had already, before the sinking of the ship, experienced enough hardship on the voyage to drive them mad. The crew had deserted their duties, and a horrible mutiny happened on board that left the passengers to descend into chaos. The passengers that were left were driven mad by desperation, fear, and hunger. The people of Block Island say that the locals tried to rescue the crew and its passengers, Although on mainland New England, 
they tell a different tale. Namely, that the islanders were luring the ship towards them to steal the cargo and kill the people on board. This is the narrative that is told in the poem The Palatine by John Greenleaf Whittier, which helped solidify the story to a popular legend of the Palatine light. Down swooped the wreckers like birds of prey, tearing the heart of the ship away. And the dead had never a word to say. And then, with ghastly shimmer and shine, over the rocks and the seething brine, they burned the wreck of the Palatine. Again from The Palatine by John Greenleaf Whittier. Wrecking is a practice of taking the cargo from a wrecked ship. And coastal people that live in the areas where many ships go down are known as wreckers, looters of ships. In some accounts, and especially in fiction, the wreckers went as far as lighting false beacons to lure the ships ashore and killing the survivors so no tales could be told. Many people feared Block Island as they were afraid of the locals living there doing this, although there has never been any hard evidence of it. Both variations of the legend tell that after they had gotten the people off the ship, they set fire to it and it was driven out to sea. But the ship was not empty. One female passenger refused to leave her goods on the ship and rode the ship out to its doom. When it sank, she died. And those who report seeing the Palatine lights claim to hear her screams from the ghost ship. The nearest that anybody can tell, the ship that was treated this way was actually called the Princess Augusta. There are many ships that went down in these parts, and they could be the source of the legend of the Palatine light. Many ships got off course and ended its day on the bottom of the sea this far north. One of those ships was the Princess Augusta, and perhaps tells the closest story to the legend. Like in the legend, the ship had problems on board long before they hit the shores of Rhode Island. The water supply was contaminated and killed 200 of its passengers and half the crew, including the captain, named Captain Long. It was the first mate, Andrew Brooke, that took control over the ship, but a horrible storm pushed the ship off course and they ended up outside of Rhode Island. After three months of the extreme weather and no food, the state of the people on the ship was becoming desperate. Already poor, the passengers were forced to pay for the remaining rations by Brook. When it reached the shores of Block Island, it was severely damaged and was leaking, and it was finally wrecked in a snowstorm at Sandy Point in 1738. The waters around these parts are treacherous, and in those times, there were at least a dozen wrecked ships every year around these parts. Apparently, Brooke left all the passengers on board and rowed to shore with the remaining crew. Although they were condemned in the public eye, they suffered no punishment for their mistreatment. According to the Block Islanders, they were not trying to steal the cargo at all, but helped the passengers and bury the dead they could not help. 
It is said that they helped out all but the one passenger who died with the ship. Later on, a couple of the passengers actually settled down on the island. The one passenger who went down with the ship is given in history as Mary Vanderline and said that she was driven mad by her suffering in the horrible voyage over the ocean and she didn't get off the ship because she refused to leave her possessions. And so she went down with it. The islanders of Block Island have told throughout the years about ghostly lights and apparitions in the sea that are supposedly coming from the ghost ship known in the legend as the Palatine. The fate of the ship itself is up to debate. There are some evidences suggesting that the Augusta was repaired and sent to Philadelphia. But other accounts tell the story that sounds much closer to the legend of the ghost ship. The ship was seen as unsalvageable after the wreckage and was pushed back into the sea to vanish. They set fire to it, and that's why there are to this day no remains of the wreck to be found anywhere. Whether the islanders did lure the ship ashore or just help the passengers, they have countless reports about seeing the lights. One islander named Dr. Aaron C. Wiley described the light in 1811 after claiming to have seen it several times himself. The light looks like a blaze of fire six or seven miles from the northern part of Block Island. Sometimes it's small, like the light from a distant window. Sometimes it's as big as a ship and wavers like a torch. So, perhaps when passing through these parts in the wintertime, look out to the sea. Perhaps if you look close enough, you too can see the lights of the ghost ship. A ghost light over Chaleur Bay in Quebec has spurned many ghost stories about a burning ship that still haunts the water. From Portuguese enslavers to indigenous curses, the Chaleur Phantom covers it all. Strange is the tale that the fishermen tell. They say that a ball of fire fell straight from the sky with a crash and a roar, lighting the ship from shore to shore. That was the end of the pirate crew, but many a night a black flag flew from the mast of a specter vessel, sailed by a specter band that wept and wailed. That's from the Phantom Light of the Bay de Chaleur, 1891, written by Arthur W.H. Eaton. Right before storms in Chaleur Bay in Canada, a ghostly light can appear that no one can really explain. Those studying the Chaleur Phantom with a telescope say that there are no more details to examine, even up close, to offer a definitive explanation of it all, and it still remains a mystery. But those watching the lights with their naked eye claim that it looks more like a ship on fire, and from there, the stories about it took form. The Chaleur Bay, or Bay de Chaleurs in French, and means Bay of Warmth because of the high temperatures. Perhaps a fitting name as the bay is reportedly haunted by a burning ghost ship that cruises the bay between New Brunswick's north coast and Quebec's Gaspé. 
The lights are claimed by many stories around these parts. West of Caraquette, the ship is known as the Marquis de Malaz, a French ship that was sunk by the British in 1760. To the east, it is known as John Craig, the name of a bark that sank outside Shippigan Island around 1800. Only a cabin boy survived a drowning fate, but later died of exhaustion. Another source of the Chaleur Phantom is the haunting of Lady Colborne, a schooner that went down in 1838 with this valuable cargo. On her last voyage, she was loaded with gold, silver, spices, and wine that not all were recovered after the wreck. The passengers were also very wealthy people that drowned in their finest clothes. When she went down, 43 people were reported to have drowned. But that is not the earliest explanation for these lights, known as the Shallower Phantom. The most told and perhaps the most tragic story of all is of the Portuguese explorers that ended their days in the bay after enslaving indigenous people. One summer's evening in 1878, a Mrs. Pettigrew sat on her veranda late at dusk at Heron Island. Suddenly, a man stood in front of her asking her for help. He was badly burned and she turned away to run inside. He brushed by her and she noticed that he had no legs. But before she could find out more, he disappeared. On many occasions before and after this incident, the Pettigrew family noticed strange things out on the bay. They reported a ghost ship that was most often seen on the north side of the island during the full moon. One of the tales that has been spun is about the Portuguese captain in the 1500s that ravaged and pillaged the area before disappearing without a trace. The burning ship people of this area report seeing is often attributed to the disappeared ship of the Portuguese explorer Gaspar Cort Real and his brother Miguel, neither of which ever returned after sailing to this area. The captain, believed to be the real Portuguese explorer, Court Real, arrived at Heron Island in 1501 to kidnap the natives of this place, known as the Mi'kmaq, to sell them as slaves. It is reported that he captured as many as 57 indigenous people that were taken back to Portugal as slaves. But when he came back for his second visit, the Mi'kmaq took him first. Remembering what had happened to their people last time he came, they tortured and killed him before he could do any more damage to their people. A year later, the captain's brother, Miguel, came to look for him, and the locals attacked him as well. Their ship was set on fire and they jumped in the waters, promising they would haunt the bay for the next 1,000 years as the Chaleur Phantom. It is said that the corpses of both the Portuguese as well as the Mi'kmaq washed ashore on the island and that they were buried in a low-lying area at the western tip of the island called French Woods and that their graves were shallow and their souls were not yet at rest. Another origin tale to the lights is told from Restigouche. According to this tale, it was a group of pirates 
near Port Daniel that killed a woman there. She was a native in most stories and was kidnapped by the pirates. And with her dying breath, she cursed her killers, saying, For as long as the world is, may you burn on the bay. And according to the phantom lights in the bay, they still burn. A third explanation of the Shallower Phantom is that told of a, the murder of one of the sailors that worked on the ship. They encountered bad weather that drove the crew desperate. The superstitious sailors feared that they would die and that they were followed by bad luck. They attributed this bad luck to one of the sailors and ended up murdering him to reverse the bad luck. When the ship caught fire, it was told that it was a Catholic blood way of seeking revenge. Although there have been many tales to try to find the origin of the lights, scientific as well as paranormal, there have been several research papers that have tested and concluded different explanations that don't involve evil captains from Europe, cursed pirates, or Catholic blood. There are also very few pictures of the phenomenon of the Shallower Phantom to test and further examine, as well as some factual inaccuracies in the stories told to give credit to the ghost stories. Other more natural causes that can explain this strange phenomenon could be something as trivial as rotting vegetation and a sort of marsh gas that is drifted over water, or an undersea release of natural gas, or St. Elmo's fire. Although many scientists reject that this phenomenon can be St. Elmo's fire, which is electricity slowly discharged from the atmosphere to the earth. It ordinarily shows itself as a tip of light on a pointed object such as a church steeple or a mast. In addition, it is accompanied by a crackling noise. No matter the real reason behind the light of the Shalur phantom, the existence of them is something that can't be denied. What also can't be denied is the victims to the bay and the harrowing stories that can be retold as countless ghost stories. So what do you think? Ever seen a ship out on the ocean that wasn't really there? You ever seen a burning ship that wasn't there? The ocean is indeed the home of many mysteries, missing ships, sunken ships, whatever. Stories of pirates, adventures, heroic battles. That is of the ocean. Well, that's what I have for this week, folks. I wish you have a good week. Have fun. Enjoy life. Come back to see us again on Terry's Mysterious Moments. <laughs>